This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing a behavior so you don't give it some. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI, the mothership show, if you will, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and from Queens, New York, the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. I trust everyone is doing just fine today on this cold cold morning at least here and in some parts of the u.s of a i tell you what i figured out what happened uh winter decided because winter never really showed up i think it was on lockdown when spring showed up i think winter is is violating the lockdown orders and and decided to to come outside for a couple days I want the cops. I want the cops in that town to stop beating around where like they do beating around black people. There you go. Now you're talking. All right. The reason we uh, gave you a little sample of Little Richard uh, this morning, this morning, uh, Saturday, May 9th of 2020, is that we just learned just literally moments ago the passing of uh, Little Richard. Uh, little Richard, jeez. Passed away. I had surprised, quite frankly, he'd made it this long, to be honest with you. But uh, 87 years old, little Richard. I, I'm not being. I'm not trying to be uh, smite here or anything like that. I'm not. Uh, it's just that he's one of those people that have, had just kind of gone away, and you just never. Oh wow! Died. I didn't know he was still alive. Well, then he would also pop up every now and again, and that's what made it even more. Uh, oh yeah you know let's face it he was big in the 50s that was 50s Mm -hmm. early 60s and he's still popping up in the 2000 2010s of oh you know eh, you know good for you and you know it's uh, and and we also lost uh roy horn 
the the not not as careful part of Siegfried and Roy, Roy, Roy. My apologies. Uh, passed away from COVID nineteen complications due to COVID. Age seventy five. Of course, he had cat under couldn't, cat couldn't kill him, so uh, the disease did. Yeah, the yes. disease did. Yeah. Well, and I while I haven't read up on the story, I'm going to imagine that uh, some of the underlying health issues that he has from the cat you know contributed to to uh to the covid getting him and again he was 75 years old not that that's old old or you know you should you you know what i mean you mm. know what i mean it's uh absolutely i think so, he wound up having a stroke not long after the attack i was actually living in vegas when it happened i think he had a stroke because directly because of the attack i could yeah, be wrong I think you're right but you know what that means for today don't you What's that mean for today? There'll be a third celebrity that dies. Oh, God. These things always come in threes. I need somebody right now, stat, to get to Betty White's house. And make sure... <laughs> or, she... or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> That's right. But, well, Betty White is more of an American treasure, but uh, she's more of a celebrity. The the, the, the Supreme Court justice is... Well, uh, she is the notorious RGB, but... Okay, mm-hmm. people go to both RGB's house and Betty White's house and... Keep paramedics on standby. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, like our friend Gerald said, sneakly little son of a bitch. Oh, wait a minute. Ah, uh, did I say that? Uh, anyways, like Gerald said, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Go back in your wormhole there, please. Highly unlikely, sir. <laughs> Wait, ain't that the truth? I could. You are incredibly rude. You think I'm incredibly rude, sir? Then I am doing my job. I have done my job to fullest and best extent. Ta-ta what are you going to say now. about that? I will be Ta-ta. sitting quietly in my booth until needed. Well, now you've well, upset him. A... Now you've upset That'll him. be in about the year 2023, but okay. Anyway, boy, I tell you, we've really, really sunk to a new low when I'm arguing with arguing with a computer-generated voice. And you're losing too. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. So, where do you want to start today? Well, I tell you what. You say you got a bunch of audio there. I'm doing nap, so. uh, all right. Well, before before we get on the audio, let's get on. on we're we're going to start with the uh, with our COVID nineteen coverage, and apparently, a lot of the White House's White House staff is turned up positive, uh, especially those directly in contact with El Presidente and Miss Vice President uh, Pence's press secretary. Uh, Oh, I I can't remember her first name. Katie Miller. Katie Ka- Miller, yes. Katie Miller, the wife of uh, of uh, known vampire Stephen Miller, has tested. Now where do you po- get the? Where do you get that known vampire? Where'd you get that? Look at him. I have to. 
you don't have to, but you can take my word for it. Trust me. But be that as it may, uh, Trump's personal valet, one of his valets, who of course now Trump says, I don't know the guy. I barely know the guy. I, I never see him. I blah, blah. He brings you your food, for God's sake. You see him. Uh, a bunch of Secret Service agents have tested positive. Uh, the White House is now currently a COVID hotspot. So... Perhaps maybe you should have worn the mask while you're in the mask factory, which would have been uh, would have been interesting. Let's start. Let's start early in the week. We'll go chronologically here. The Joe Biden campaign had put out an ad last week, and this came out after we went off the air last Saturday. And let's, let's take a listen to that. We've all seen it, day after day, hour after hour, 260,000 words, praising himself. And on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your response to this crisis? I'd rate it a 10. I think we've done a great job. Complaining. We've gotten very little credit for the great job we've done. Attacking the press. Uh, I say that you're a terrible reporter. That's what I say. I think it's a very nasty question. Dangerous and delusional ideas. Supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute. But almost no mention of the more than 60,000 lives lost to the coronavirus. 60,000 lives. More than the Vietnam War. 260,000 words. More about himself than anything else. Mr. President, it isn't about you. It's about us. Now here's how quickly this thing is moving along. This was, we pulled this last Saturday. And that number is now woefully inadequate, 60,000. We're now up to, I believe, 78 was the last number I saw, 76 or 78,000. Uh, so the numbers just keep ramping up and ramping up. Uh, but of course, people need haircuts. So, you know, we, we talked about this during the week uh, at night, and uh, we went a little bit into it Thursday night on Temper Tantrum Thursday. But uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of all this lockdown stuff and as we mentioned the other night who needs to bring uh assault rifles and swat stickers and anti-abortion protest signs to a peaceful protest regarding the 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 state of a lockdown in a state i said state twice did i did said lockdown about four times but. i did i did well that was intentional that was intentional <laughs> so I, I i mean this is well we'll get this all heated up again momentarily don't forget we're here to talk we'll be talking for two hours so uh seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight hundred eight zero zero two four two eight at taxi stand hour on that their old twitter and of course, if you're calling by payphone, call collect. We will accept the charges. Uh, so yeah, so that's a, that's an interesting ad by Biden. Uh, I think Biden is doing the smart thing right now. Just lay low, lay low. Let with, oh with, really? Let him just destroy himself here. Okay, every step Trump makes, he's just 
sinking himself further and further and further. Right. And... Right. We're not going to get the diehards, and we're not even. We shouldn't even be trying. We shouldn't even be trying. Let let that twenty nine percent or whatever they are. Let exactly. them do their let them do their thing. Uh, I watched last night on Real Time with Bill Maher. Uh, what's his name? The fellow who the libertarian. He he's now wants to run as a third party. I don't have his name handy. Um, oh, but John will find it on the Google for me. But I listened to, I listened to him had this conversation with Bill Maher. Who I don't always agree with. Some of his positions are uh, a little a little outlandish for me. But be that as it may, uh, he always gives everybody a fair shot. At, and and I I got to tell you what uh, th- this candidate. God, it's killing me. I can't remember his name. Ashram or Ashram, something like that. Look, and believe it or not, I can't. Uh... Um, but can't the, find him. But this fellow, he, he, you know, he had the right answer when 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 Mar said to him, asked him, "Well, what about drawing? You know, you're going to draw voters away from Trump and Biden?" And uh, he said, "No, I'm not. I'm planning on winning, so I'm going to take as many voters as I can." Which is an interesting. Uh, which is an interesting, you know, upbeat kind of, kind of uh, way to look at things. But let's face it, and Mar even said to him, uh, "You're not going to win this. Uh, you're not going to win this at all." And uh, you're not talking about Justin Amash, are you? That, that's who I am. I just found it myself, Justin Amash. But okay, you know, look, he's. He was mildly interesting, and I didn't disagree with everything he said, but I also know, and I said this sometime last week, and this is purely my opinion, this is not the election for that. I'm all for a third party. I'm all for no parties. I've made that crystal clear. But this particular one is not the time. This is just not the time for somebody to be drawing away from, look, we need to pull this country and this planet back together. Okay? And if Trump wins again, you and I will be goose-stepping down the uh, boulevard. Don't think for a second it's it's not going to happen. Look at all Stepping the- right across the Canadian border there, boss. Well, I hear Beck Taxi is hiring. Hey, I tell you, I uh, I fully I fully think that um, of course I'm BS talking here. I think if push came to shove, and I went up in that direction, I went up in that direction. I have no doubt whatsoever that. Uh, uh, Queen of all hacks would find something for me to do up there, even if it was just cleaning the latrines, you know. I don't question that for a moment, but I'd rather uh-huh. not, I'd rather not have to come to that. I, my, I totally agree, but uh, that's my that's my point. That's that's my. I'm point. not spending another not going to spend another four years, uh, come hook or crook, not spending another four years with 
Donald Trump in the White House, at least if I have anything to do with it. So, well, so let's take that for what you will. So, <laughs> I, I, I will. Ed, Ed's, Ed's sweating bullets over there. <laughs> I'm not sweating bullets. Why? Why am I sweating bullets? What What am I doing? He's uh, sitting there thinking, "No, oh, you're going too far. You're going no, too you're far." Not. You're not going to. You're not going. I don't think you'll do it. You're not going far enough, but. Uh, well, yeah. Keep going till you go across the top of the globe and come back down and wind up in Antarctica. Right. Now you've done something. Now, now old Uncle mm-hmm. Ed's going to be impressed. And uh, what do you got sitting in your pocket today? Anything of of any interest? Oh, let's see. I've got. Uh, what do I got this? We got. Uh, oh. Well, there's uh, Chris Wallace who piped in here. As, as you might have uh, recalled, he was supposed to be the one that was going inter- to interview Tara Reid. And now he's, uh, now he's saying here after a couple of days and hearing her um, uh, interview with, uh, what's her name, Megan Kelly, I think it is. Yes, I didn't uh, now, know she. Yeah. Yeah, she was supposed to have an interview with Chris Wallace, but she canceled out on it. Well, my okay, my under and then MSNBC canceled on her. I didn't un, I didn't know she was doing anything with Megan Kelly. I didn't know Megan Kelly was doing anything anymore. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a this was a total like streaming. None of the major networks. This was just streaming. I think on YouTube. Mistaken. Okay. Don't discount YouTube, baby. No man, no man. We're trying to get our toe in that door, but uh, so. So apparently, what what uh, Chris Wallace is predicting is that uh, the Tara Reid story is going dis- to disappear, much like uh, Trump ap- uh, allegations over time here. Oh, this the, her story has no validity whatsoever. She's she's changed her story. Uh, I I mean, look, just go back to the fact that the man was vetted twice. To be vice president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay, if it was going to come up, it'd have come up then. Somebody would have found t- this, and would have made timing is a little, uh, just a tad bit suspicious. Just a bit, just a bit. Uh, as as uh, I think it was Bill Moore said last night. Why didn't she do this when there was, uh, you know, a dozen Democratic candidates? Yeah, why, why not? Do, why not do it before Super Tuesday, and really take him out of it? No, now you wait till it's just him. Now you, that this is all, mal- as Joe would say, it's malarkey. <laughs> it's malarkey. Uh, gotta love the, gotta love those that terminology that uh, that us old folks, old people, way older than me and you, actually. Uh, it's it's got it's got its, it's got its own special uh, charm. Uh, I want to move on now to, this is from last Sunday, Uh, Don Lemon from CNN. And the tweet I got this from (laughs) titled it, Don Lemon with zero Fs left. He just don't care anymore. And he's referring to uh, Trump's obsession with Obama. What is it about President Obama that really gets under your skin is it because he's smarter than you better educated 
made it on his own, didn't need daddy's help. Wife is more accomplished. Better looking. I don't know. What is it? What is it about him? That he's a black man that's accomplished, became president. That he punked you on the whole birth certificate thing. What is it about him? Just wondering. Well, that put it right out there. And uh, some very interesting questions by Don Lemon. Very interesting questions. What is it that gets Trump all worked up? Well, we all know what it is. It's the color of his skin. That's what Well, that's part of it. I think that's all of it. I think that's where it all bases out of. And, and then there's nothing. Everything else uh, come, comes off of that. The fact that he, you know, look, there's still plenty of people fighting the, uh, fighting the civil war. And, uh, exactly. They lost, you know, you know, and well, they get, they get their shots in every once in a while. Just ask that poor kid down in Georgia. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of guns. Again, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm moving along to the next, our next bit of audio here. This is, you're going to be surprised at this, John. If you haven't heard this already, this is Sean Hannity. This is from Monday, the 4th. I want you to take a listen to this. I had to listen to it a couple of times to make sure I was hearing what I was hearing. Take a listen. In Michigan, I'm the number one supporter in radio and television that I know of, First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Now, No one is a bigger defender of the Second Amendment than yours truly. Everyone has the right to protest, protect themselves, and try to get the country open. This, with the militia look here and these long guns, uh, no. Show of force is dangerous. That puts our police at risk. And by the way, your message will never be heard, whoever you people are. No one should be attempting to intimidate officials with a show of force. And God forbid something happens, then they're going to go after all of us law-abiding Second Amendment people. I've been carrying a, I had a carry permit my whole life. Now, is that not surprising that Fox's number one star? Are you kidding me? I, that is actually, that's actually happened. No, there's no way. There, somebody beat, beat Buckethead over the head with a bucket. <laughs> Knocked him out, drug him out, put in a look-alike, and actually had in there for a, for 30 seconds or so, had somebody that actually made a little bit of sense. Damn! <laughs> Personally, I think this is the very, very slow beginning of them trying to make amends for all the stupid stuff they've said regarding a lot of things over the years, but specifically... Uh, this with the virus and Laura Ingram is still out there pushing hydrochloroquine. She's still pushing it, but, and I don't know this for a fact. I just know it's true. Or I think it's true anyway, that I'm sure the Fox executives who on air, they've got people saying, Oh, uh, 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 social distancing. We don't need to do that. And, uh, the mask is a violation of your constitutional rights, blah, blah, blah. And yet they're all still broadcasting from home. Yeah, exactly. They're not coming into the studio. If that's if that's what you all believe, 
go into the studio on Fifth Avenue. Put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. Otherwise, shut up you. Shut up you, as old Mr. Bunk- Bunker used to say. Uh, well, Hannity there, all, all that sounds like is stuff that you and I have said over time since we've been doing this show. That is correct. You have your rights to, you know, you, your free speech and, you know, while we don't agree with the long gun, with, with the assault rifles, but in general, you know, as long as, yeah, I mean, he sounded like us, which is really scary or indicative of crap that's starting to make its way downhill. And Hannity, I, I know, Hannity I know is, what it is. Hannity has looked up and seen this mountain of crap rolling down the mountain at him. I, I know what it is. Do tell. He was taken out of context. That's it. <laughs> no, no, no. He was no. taken out of context. You know what it was? He was being sarcastic. Yeah, there you go. That could very well be. Oh, absolutely. Uh, something. Getting back to the Obama thing for a second. Uh, this this is a uh, a tweet tweet of the week. From Translate Trump at Translate Real DT. For those keeping score, and he put this this image up with, with columns. One for Obama, one for Trump. Number of Oscar wins, Obama won, Trump zero. Nobel Peace Prizes, Obama won, Trump zero. Popular vote wins, Obama two, Trump zero. Articles of impeachment, Obama zero, Trump two. Bankruptcies, Obama zero, Trump six. Paid off porn stars, Obama zero, Trump one. Marriages, Obama one, Trump three. Sexual misconduct claims, Obama zero, Trump 24 plus. I guess Trump is a winner. The winning give that is- man, give that man his due credit. Will you please? He is a consummate winner. I tell you what, I just can't get enough of it. So speaking of winning, and so this past week, Trump has prevented, is preventing Dr. Fauci from testifying before the House. But it's okay for him to testify before the Senate. And and here's his justification. Mind you, this is all science-based stuff. This is or shouldn't be political, but... Here, here's how he's explaining it. At least he was on Tuesday. Because the House is a setup. The House is a bunch of Trump haters. Uh, they put every Trump hater on the committee. The same old stuff. Uh, they frankly want our situation to be unsuccessful, which means death, which means death. And our situation is going to be very successful. The House has put on a committee, an oversight committee, of uh, Maxine Waters and Maloney and the same people, and it's just a setup. Uh, but uh, Dr. Fauci will be testifying in front of the Senate, and he looks forward to doing that. But the House, I will tell you, the House, they should be ashamed of themselves. And frankly, the Democrats should be ashamed because they don't want us to succeed. They want us to fail so, so they can win an election, which they're not going to win. But they want us to think of it. They do everything they can to make things as bad as possible. And yet you're the one who manages to make things even worse. Oh, of course. Speaks like a 
like a nine-year-old boy. Everybody, says, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Everybody's out to get him. Everybody, yeah. You know. It's not my fault. Oh. 75,000 West deaths, according to this uh, story from a day or two here ago, LA Times. Just ama- it's just amazing. That story you picked earlier in the week was from this this last week, right? That, that was that ad came out. I believe it was last Saturday. Oh, was a week the ad? Ago. Yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, and, and it was sixty thousand. So, yeah, so now we're already up now to seventy five thousand. What do you think it's going to top? I, let's I let's could, play the numbers. Oh, I, I I this is one of those numbers games. I don't want to because really we don't know how many people have had it. We don't know how many people have died because of it uh, because they weren't tested. We don't know. We ju- we'll never know, truly, uh, how many people have succumbed to the COVID-19 or because of it or in some, you know, where it's somewhere somehow significant, played a significant role in a person's death. We'll never know that number. Uh, I, 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 I shudder to think what the number might wind up at. Uh, I'm fortunate right now. Now I'm fortunate because New York city is the only place in the country where the curve is going down, mm-hmm. but yet the rest you've of done the a co- good, you've done a good job there. You've we have, a, we have took and, the, you took the stuff seriously and, uh, and I've, I haven't seen very many, very many protesters there in New York. I'm sure they're probably small pockets. Of yeah. Yeah, there are. But if you look at the, uh, the graphs for the rest of the country, and we discussed this the other night, uh, the rest of the country is still, we're still going up, still going up compare us to other countries. We are way, way above other countries and still going up. Uh, many, many other countries have started to reopen. They took firm, firm, quick action. They didn't get politically involved. The, the citizenry did what they had to do. And now they've, you know, they've gotten past it. Now they can open up and uh, move on with their lives. Uh, just to move on, because I want to get a lot of this stuff in before the end of the hour. Uh, we had Dr. Rick Bright of the uh, HHS was fired last week or reassigned. or He's the whistleblower. He's the one that finally had enough and said, you know the way they're doing. Well, here this is this is his uh, his comment. This is Dr. Rick Bright. There has never been a time in our life where their voice has been needed more, and our scientists need strong leadership too. Leaders who provide them with clear and consistent guidance and communication, leaders who trust their professional scientific judgment, and leaders who refrain from pressuring them to ignore science, to bend the rules and to prioritize politics above all else. It is inappropriate to place dedicated scientists in crosshairs. Today I am asking for the special counsel to investigate what happened to me and for this administration to reinstate me in my job as the director of BARDA. Our government's focus right now should be on saving lives and ending this pandemic. We are in a race against the virus, and every day counts. 
It is my sincere hope that my team at BARDA will be able to continue their race to develop safe and effective drugs, tests, and vaccines. And that's an endeavor that requires all hands on deck approach. Thank you. John, you asked the question, how many people do I think will finally succumb to this? Mm-hmm. That That's one of the reasons we can't know because politics are involved. Mm-hmm. Because there's this administration is doing everything it can to make sure it profits financially from this. This is why they have 50 states bidding against each other for equipment. Uh, you've got, heck, the story was out last week. Some, or uh, I guess a month or so ago, somebody tweeted Trump. Hey, I can make ventilators. They sent the guy, based on a tweet, they sent the guy $69 million. You know what the guy had? Nothing. Nothing. He's one guy who knew nothing about any of that. He just, he took a shot. You know, I think, I, th- I think he fluffed up Trump a little bit, was a little flowery with the tweet, you know, but other than that, or followed him. Oh, it's, believe me, when the dust finally settles on this, when the history is written and all the investigations are done, and believe you me, there will be investigations regarding this administration. Uh, Baby Oliver will be a great-grandfather. And they'll still be. Uh, if I'm Baron Trump, I change my name to, to John Smith. And and I go hide out someplace. I mean, I, I feel for that poor kid. Uh, speaking of pissing away money at a time we don't need to, uh, here's a tweet from Adam Klasfeld at Klasfeld Reports. Uh, Trump wants at least a half a billion dollars to paint steel bollards black because he prefers that color against the advice of military commanders and border officials who called the plan costly, unnecessary, and burdensome. This is part of the border wall. So he's willing to spend $500 million to paint the wall black. His theory being that in the daytime it would be much hotter and be tougher to climb. But, you know, there's such a thing called, there's a way around that. It's called night. You don't think they're going to, anybody that scales that wall or tries to get over that wall, you don't think they're going to do it in broad daylight to begin with. Well, there's also another way around it called gloves. And there's also just, just walk, just walk to the end of the wall. There's an opening. That's a very poor, there's more than several. Seth. There's no reason to climb a wall if you're willing to walk a little more. There's no reason to climb, to be climbing walls. So there's another half a billion uh, of your money. And we're not even going to, today, we're not even going to talk about the PPP, the protection payroll thing, the payroll protection plan and all that because, mm, well, we might, maybe if we can squeeze it in at the end here. Uh did you happen to hear the other day on Nurse Nurse Appreciation Day? Trump had some nurses in the Oval Office. Oh, and one of them said something about being having a shortage of. It went something like 
The key word you're looking for here is sporadic. Take a listen. Uh, so PPE has been sporadic, uh, but it's been manageable, and we do what we have to do. We're nurses, and we learn to adapt and do whatever the best thing that we can do for our patients to get the job done and get the care provided. And that's what we're going to continue to do as COVID-19 continues. Sporadic for you, but not sporadic for a lot of other people. Oh, no, I agree, Mr. President. Because Absolutely. I've heard the opposite. I've yeah. heard that they are loaded up with with uh, gowns now and you know initially we had nothing we had empty cupboards we had empty shelves we had nothing because it wasn't put there by the last administration and uh, i've heard that we have uh, i just saw it yesterday where they're making millions of masks a month in a factory from you know in that case it was arizona it's great we have other factories being built now for masks and uh, for the most part, I, I have, I mean, that was fine, but I've heard we have uh, tremendous supply to almost all places. Tremendous supply. I've heard they say it. Be specific for once. First off, there's the nine-year-old boy again. Well, maybe sporadic for you, but, you know, it's... Why did she tuck her tails behind her, uh, her tail between her legs and backed yeah. off? There's another one. Then me had said, uh, "If it, I'm sorry, if there, if it would have been me, I'd have, I'd have said, okay, why don't you come check my cupboards and see how full they are?'" Well, th- th- I was getting to the cupboards thing. This this nonsense that he keeps saying the cupboards were bare. You've been there three and a half years, Skippy. This isn't like you took over last week. You've been there three and a half years. Okay? And like it or not, COVID-19 did not exist when you took office, when Obama was in office. They left you prepared. He just keeps saying these things because he wants people to hear them. That's all. And everybody who knows better has to keep reminding everybody, no, this is not accurate. By the way, there was another nurse after that one who was so far up his ass She's a trumper. She's a trumper. And boy, he loved her. He loved her. There was no question about it. But More ways than you'll ever know. Yeah, well, be that as it may. But yeah, how on Nurses Appreciation Day? I, just let the woman have her say. She wasn't actually blasting them. She used a very, a very kind word. We've had sporadic shortages. She didn't say we're dying out there. She said we have sporadic shortages. Just let it go. But you can't. If he was that kind of guy, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, by the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. Uh, on the Twitter, at Taxi Stand Hour. Uh, feel free to jump in the fray here. Uh, even if you want to have something else on your mind, hey, we'll even extend out uh, temper tantrum Thursday for you. That's just how—that's how benevolent we are here. By the way. Speak for yourself. Well, I understand. I'm adopting the nine-year-old boy persona because if it's good enough for my president, <laughs> gosh darn it! And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, I want to apologize if you've heard me sniffling or or whatnot here during during the the big broadcast it's because it's cold here in new york city today 
the heat is on. My my landlord controls the heat in my apartment. So I've my head is somewhat stopped up today. I, I believe you me, I'm perfectly fine. I don't have the COVID or anything like that. But I, I am a little bit stuffy in my nose. I got a little bit of schmutz in my throat. So I'm doing my best to to quiet to mute my microphone when I have to make sounds. But if you if I if it happens to slip, rest assured. Uh, much to your chagrin, no, I'm not dying. So, you know, better luck. A little luck bit of schmutz time. in your throat. Schmutz, 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 huh? Schmutz. It's a Catholic thing. The... It's a Catholic thing. Look that up here on the Google and get the definition. Schmutz. S H M U T Z. Schmutz. Slang for slang for semen. Yeah. What? That's yeah, not how it's meant. But I should <laughs> probably shouldn't have went there. No, they mean the guys that work on navy ships. <laughs> moving on. Moving, <laughs> moving on, because you just took a literal oh. translation and. Believe me, your Yiddish friends out there understand what I'm saying. I got a little schmutz in my... uh, And let me... We got Rolando on the line here. Let me... Hey! Rolando, hold on a second. The fuzz is joining us here. Go ahead, Rolando. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I'm glad I'm not out east. For once I can say that, being a Minnesotan. With the weather going on over there. It's a balmy 37 degrees here in the Twin Cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. Say, uh, I want to comment on John here. John, you ready to move to Canada, huh, if, when, if Trump wins? I, I tell you, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, man. <laughs> I tell you. What are you going to be doing? Uh, Uber driving or what? <laughs> no, we, we Ed and I have a, a friend, friend we've never met up in Toronto. Her name is Christine okay. Hubbard. She uh, is the general manager for one of the best-run taxi organizations in North America. And everybody should follow uh, her on Twitter. Oh, shameless plug. Go ahead. Shameless plug. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Shameless plug. And we've already kind of talked uh, kind of off the cuff a little bit into saying, hey, I, I'm, ready to, I'm, I'm ready to come up there. And she says, come on up. You and Ed both come on oh, up. Sweet. You and Andy both. We're just going to go up. The, I, oh, I of think. course, I'm not going. I won't leave Granny <laughs> behind. I might even. I might even take the cats too. Wow. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I, oh. I. I also called to talk about the situation. You know, all these states are opening up, like Georgia. But it's funny if you want to take a tour of the. Governor's mansion. Guess what? It's closed due to COVID. Yeah. In in the, uh, Georgia, the hypocrisy of these people. Well, you right. guys go out and <laughs> and spread that COVID, but we're uh, we're gonna keep social distancing. But open right. up. Everybody else, open up. <laughs> right. Well, it's like I mentioned earlier with the Fox people. They're 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 on a rant now about social distancing. We don't need to do it. Blah blah blah. Get rid of all this, and yet they're all still broadcasting from home. They don't come into the studio. Yeah, they, funny how that works, right? Yep, yep, yep. You know, the, the same thing with opening up. Hey, let's let's keep these meat packing places open. What the hell? You know, 
That's... But at the same time, you know, we're going to pass some legislation. You can't sue if you get sick. Yeah. But, you know, it's... <laughs> That's because Trump wants his Big Macs. Oh, yeah, he's got to have those. <laughs> well, that's why he's so intelligent with that diet he's got, mm, you know. The best oh, of course. Brain food. He's got the best <laughs> brain. He's got the best brain. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. I had a little heart murmur the other day when they announced Wendy's was still, it was really asking, <laughs> where's the beef? You know, let's face it. It's, uh... <laughs> we we got to have that fast food fix once in a while. Come on, uh, that's American. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Uh, well, I I I talked to John and I uh, one of the last week week before I was out and about and I, I went to I swung or I guess maybe it was last week I went by McDonald's I thought well I haven't had a quarter pounder with cheese in their fries in about two months and I like their fries right. I'm not gonna lie so I thought okay let me cruise through a uh, quarter pounder with cheese please oh we don't have quarter pounders what <laughs> what <laughs> that's what I said what. I mean, I got a regular cheeseburger, but you know, it's just the idea that they they didn't get their delivery, or or I don't know. I didn't I didn't get a full blown explanation, but I'm going to do a full inquiry. And and bring to the White House, I guess. Right, I'm I'm going to bring down all all the uh, all the power and all the might of Radio TFI upon McDonald's Corporation. It's it's Radio TFI v v McDonald's. We'll see who wins that battle. Oh, my money's on, my money's on you guys. Come on, <laughs> a dollar, at you're least a, a dollar. Come on. I, I was I was I was gonna yeah. say if your money is on Radio TFI, start sending it, brother. Start sending yes. it. Yeah, yeah. It. We'll, we'll, we'll place the bet accordingly. <laughs> well, that's how I really got oh. it. I just. You guys are well aware of the hypocrisy of all this opening up. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. We I'm appreciate talking you. talking to the choir, I guess. But anyway, well, Ed, I hope you feel better. Oh, I'll, John, I'll be fine. Worry. I'll be fine. Yeah. He, he's he's got to. Uh, or, you know. No, I. Soup. No, you I just, I just <laughs> need to. Honestly, I, it's just whenever the heat first comes on. Uh, I, I just get all stopped up and all that. It's nothing. I'm not sick. I'm nothing. This is just a oh, time thing. I just have just to. Just got a little schmutz or whatever you call schmutz. it. Schmutz. 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 Yeah, I, I heard he, that. And you notice how he put that. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and, you, and you notice how he put it, too. He said, when it starts getting, getting heat or gets heated up in here, then I get a little schmutz in my throat. Jealous much? Oh, not at all, my friend. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm glad to see they're not sick, really. Then that's good. No, I hope all right. Heats up for you guys. And same here. We're waiting yeah. to get heated up too. Oh, we'll be f- always funny in Minnesota. Look, like I said earlier in, in, the, in the show, the winter is finally, uh, as said, enough of the lockdown has come back out because it didn't get the finish. It was, yeah. it, it was very mild February and March, and it's because it was on lockdown with the rest of us. Yep, that comes back one last shot just to let you guys suffer a little bit before yep. your full-blown spring, but it's we, coming. We actually had a dusting of snow here in New York City last night. Mm. Not a lot, not a lot, nothing stuck or anything like that, but just so you know, the world is a 2020. We'll all be happy when this one's over. It's it's only May. Yes. It's only yeah, May. No, we got a lot. We got a ways to go. Dude. We've had snow in May, a pandemic, and murder hornets. 
Oh my God! That's right. What's what, what July gonna be like? For goodness sake! You know what? Twenty twenty one will be better, John. Don't worry. I think it has to be. In the states. Trump will be gone. Please. <laughs> we, we shall we can see. Okay, only hope. You have a wonderful day. All right, Rolando. You take care. Pal. See you later, Bye-bye. my brother. Take care. Bye bye. And just like that, that's how easy it is to pick up the phone. Give us a call. That is absolutely correct. Seven five four eight zero zero chat. Seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. That's how it's done. Send us a tweet on the old Twitter machine at Taxi Stand Hour, and we will take your call. Or if you text in or whatever, we will read what you have to say. If we agree with you, of course. If we agree, of course. Because we're adopting the Fox News attitude. Right. We'll broadcast anything you say as long as we agree with it. <laughs> I, I get, still can't believe I, I still can't believe Sean Hannity. Yeah, I know. Still can't yeah. believe that. That is just blows my mind. I've got two semi related tweets here. One is from NBC News, and this is a quote from uh, Governor Whitmer of Michigan. She said, The Confederate flags and nooses, the swat stickers, the behavior that you have seen in all the clips is not representative of who we are. And I, I happen to agree with her. I think that's just a selection of knuckleheads, like we were saying earlier. What is that? Even Hannity said it. What, is that, what does that do for you? It, it means nothing. But the more important tweet... And I got this, this comes from the New York Times, but it's been reported elsewhere. As, you, as you, you're all well aware, or may not be, there was a devastating mass shooting in, in Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, about a week or two ago. 23 people, including the gunman, lost their lives. Canada banned all military-style assault weapons nearly two weeks after the cu- country's deadliest mass shootings. The ban took effect immediately. In other words, things can get done, and they can get done fast, unless, of course, the the NRA has crawled into your pocket, or you're crawled into the NRA's pocket. Well, it's it's like I said when we first heard of this, uh, that what I find amazing is 20, 22 actual victims and one scumbag. Uh, that is the highest mass shooting in uh, Canadian history. Highest amount of deaths. Mm -hmm. That's just an average school shooting here in the the U.S. That is right. That is right. And and yet, Canada was able to, in less than two weeks, ban all assault rifles. There's no need for them. There's no need for anybody to have one. Period. End of story. Take your Second Amendment argument. It doesn't fly in this case. It's not for self-defense. Okay? Those things, it's not for hunting. Those weapons are made for one thing and one thing only. Killing. Killing a lot of people in a short amount of time. So, good good for Canada. We, uh... A big... Let's give Canada the clap. What do you say, eh? Somehow, I think that they've probably had it once or twice before. And, uh, you know, hooray to Justin Trudeau, who I, I, I love the picture of uh, Melanie Trump, Melania Trump, 
just staring at him. Like a just teen- getting all smitten. Oh my like, god! Like a lovesick teenage girl. I think it's. I think it's a cute picture, and she just looking at him, going, "Oh, that's what a man looks like. This is this is what a pretty man looks like." <laughs> Instead of that, yeah, the, he, the humidity in that room went up like about by about twenty percent. Oh, holy smokes! Are you kidding me? It's more like holy steam, but. (laughs) (laughs) I got a couple more things I want want to play here before we finish up the hour here. Uh, Just a couple days ago, old Donnie Boy went off about Obamacare. Let's take a listen to this. What we are doing is we want to terminate health care for under Obamacare because it's bad. And we're replacing it with a great health care at far less money. And it includes pre-existing conditions. So... Let's get rid of the little bit of health care we do have for people in the middle of a pandemic for something you're promising us that we already know doesn't exist. You took two, you took it. you took three swipes seen at one that single detail. You you took three bites at that apple early on and you guys couldn't put anything together. Come up with something. If you got something better, hey, I'm I'm all for it. That's your job. That's your job to uh, come up with something better. But then again, well, they'll, they'll, what do I know? They'll get rid of they'll get rid of the Affordable Care Act altogether. We'll all be crying for some form of uh, workable health care, and then we'll get some crap uh, crap on a crock here. Uh, that's much worse. Is a lot less protective, but. Hey, what the hell? You'll just unthrown Granny under the bus a little bit more, you know. There you go. Two more, two uh, more, two more to squeeze in here. This is uh, this is Pete Hegseth from Fox. Listen to what this clown's got to say. But I do think you're going to need that kind of ethos and that spirit to put freedom before fear. Listen, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of misinformation. The experts have been telling us. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. Now that we're learning more, herd immunity is our friend. Healthy people getting out there, they're going to have to have some courage. And we've seen courage. We're going to talk about it later in Texas, where people are defying ridiculous orders. That takes courage. That's not easy. And I, so I think that spirit, it, the American spirit, frankly, uh, is is in full supply and ready to go. In other words, uh, go out, pays your money, takes takes your chances. By the way. Two things about this guy. A, he's the fellow that uh, I think it was last year said he doesn't wash his hands, hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. Hey. Two, he didn't do this from the Fox studio. He did it from his home where he is social distancing. He's on quarantine. He's on lockdown because he doesn't want to catch it. But he's telling everybody else, oh, go on out there. Go on out there. Go, you know, we'll, we'll build up the herd immunity. It takes many, many years to build up that herd immunity, which I'm not even about to go into. I got one more thing to squeeze. One more thing to squeeze in here. Uh, good old James Carville, who uh, is just a hoot and a holler listening to him. I don't always agree with everything he says. But boy, oh boy, he sounds like he should be sitting on a porch somewhere with, with a pair of overalls on, no shirt. And a, straw, and a straw hat. It's a giant favor-granting operation. It's a scam. I mean, it's just what it is. Amateurs do tactics. Professionals do logistics. The idea that somebody 
from McKenzie can come in and supplant a person whose entire career at FEMA is logistics. It's insane. The military officers spend the whole career studying this stuff. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I wouldn't have, you know, I would have kept Jared Kushner out of anything. Uh, if you had to involve him, that's what he should have done. He should have used some of those supply officers from the military, people who had some knowledge of this. This whole three years has been a money-making proposition for them. Every behavior that he has had is consistent with who he is. He is going to lie, and of course they're going to try to dispense favors and make money. That's all he does. Every action that you see that Donald Trump during this crisis is consistent with him all of his life. I mean, everything about him is, is selling people snake oil cures. And that's James Carville with, uh, with I believe that's his podcast, and with his co-host, Al Hunt. Well, we've certainly covered a lot of ground here in the Donald Trump fan club. Uh, <laughs> we can't hear you, John. Just remember, just remember, it's not his fault. No, 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 no. It, it is not his fault. I have one. Forget last, that. I have one last item. Another tweet. Oh, it's our last tweet uh, from Angry Staffer. And by the way, you guys should be following this person. They uh, so, of course, uh, Michael Flynn. Uh, Bill Barr has dropped the the charges against them. Uh, Angry Staffer writes that tweets this uh, his imagining of the conversation. Flynn, yeah, I did it. Department of Justice, we can't prove it though. Prosecutors, well, actually, DOJ, we can't. Prosecutors, no, we really can. DOJ, la 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 la. You know, you can picture them with their fingers stuck in their ears. Uh, again. This uh, Bill Barr is, uh, when this is all over, come January, he needs to be one of them in handcuffs to, uh, we, we, we just can There are going to be so many bodies that are going to need handcuffs when uh, this is all said and done and that, that group of Rim jobs gets uh, gets escorted out of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania. You're going to have a shortage on handcuffs. Yeah, there could be. <laughs> now, uh, by the way, kids and kittens, keep this in mind. There's nothing Trump can do to delay the elections. Okay, that is set in the Constitution. By the way, even if he did somehow manage to uh, bugger up the elections, his term ends when it ends. If the elections aren't held for whatever reason, his job is done January was the 20th or 21st at noon. That's it. He's done. That's got nothing. Does it to... automatically make it President Pelosi then? I think it would at that point. President Pro Temp. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Screw around. Well, yeah, that's basically why, you know, they've got to be very careful here. Because, you know, don't think... Don't think they weren't thinking about that during the impeachment. Oh, my God. If he gets impeached, that means Pence is going, too. That makes Nancy Pelosi el presidente. Well, I guess that does it for the first hour of the Taxi Stand Hour. There is a second hour coming up here shortly. So until then, go grab a cup of coffee, cut whiz, do whatever you got to do. 
We'll see you in a couple minutes. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Hi, this is Mike King. You want to talk to the guys at the Taxi Stand Hour? Call us at 754-800-CHAT. That's 754-800-2428. Join the conversation. Saw her dancing there by the record machine. She could not have been more than 17. Played my favorite tune I knew pretty soon That broad She would dance with me Yeah, me I love rock and roll Put a dime in the jukebox, baby Big that rock and roll Come on and dance with me As ice, you will sacrifice our love. You do not take advice. Someday you'll pay the tab, I know. You are chilly, baby. Under my thumb, that gal She shot me down My thumb, that chick Pushed me around It's down to me, Jack The difference in the threads she wears Down to me, change has come Thumb So hit me with your best Hit me with that shot Hit me with your best shot Fire away And now, ladies and gentlemen It is with great honor that I pay tribute to a marvelous human being One groovy cat, Bruce Springsteen The highways jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive. Someone's on the run tonight. There is not one place to hide. Someday, girl, I do not know when. 
We'll get to that place, you and me. Take a stroll in the sun. Yeah, cause baby, let me tell ya, tramps like us. Sweetheart, born to run. That lady's a tramp, she was born to run. Jump your bones, baby. Smoke on the water, fire in the skies. Ouch. This is not a party, ain't no disco, no fooling around. Ain't no mud club, no CBGB. Do not have time for that now. Got time to split down the jillies. Now that's a class joint. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. From the Northern Command Studio once again. In Egan, Minnesota, I am John Shannon. Still sitting there in the Radio TFI Tower in Queen Park. He never did tell us what floor he was on. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We are on the 11th floor. 11th. 11th. I don't even want to know. You, you, you can't know. It's You don't have... You don't have clearance for that floor. Okay, well. This is where we keep the <laughs> classics, like what we just listened to. That's from 1982, Joe Piscopo as Frank Sinatra. That's a I pretty lo- good Sinatra, by the way. He, he was known for it. He was known for his Sinatra. Oh, you got to see him when he does. There's, there's video of this, and he's done it on Saturday Night Live. When he gets in full Sinatra regalia, at least back in the day, Looked like him. He had all the mannerisms down. Oh, it's fantastic. By the way, a little... At the very end there, he, he says, uh, you know, let's go to Jilly's. That's a real class joint. That was an actual for real bar on 52nd Street in Manhattan in the theater district. Sinatra, Jilly was a real person. Was a good friend of Sinatra. It's a little hole in the wall. Sinatra loved going there. I stumbled in there. I missed that. I miss those types of bars, to tell you the truth. Now they all got to be sports bars or some other kind of theme. I miss those kind of bars where you could just sit there with your cocktail, nice mm-hmm. stogie. Mm-hmm. Life was good. Life, was, Life good. was really good. By the way, we didn't do it at the top of the hour to uh, the top of the first hour to to acknowledge the passing of, of uh, Little Richard and Roy Horn. But your Uber and Lyft stock prices for this week 
Uber, uh, they both went up. And amazingly, they're both within pennies of each other. Uber Uber at 32.79 and uh, Lyft at 32.73. And that might actually be the first time that Uber is actually up above Lyft, even by a couple of pennies. So, And we're, we're going to get more into those kids and kittens uh, in a little bit. But right now, John's going to talk so I can finish my snack. Oh, I am, huh? Yeah, you are. So we mentioned, we didn't, did we mention Ray Horn? Yes, we did. In the first hour, we, I just, we mentioned it. I just mentioned him literally seconds ago. Yeah, I know then, but I didn't realize, I forgot we mentioned him in the first hour as oh, well. Oh, sure, sure. Um, I was out there in Vegas when the, that, the news spread about uh, him being attacked by one of his cats. Uh, one of his uh, white tigers uh, uh, attacked him. And I don't remember, somebody had said that actually the tiger was trying to um, protect him. I myself thought he mistook him for a for a plate full of kibbles. But um, No, apparently that was uh, the story at the time. Uh, it was a protective mode because he, I think he grabbed him by the neck, which is how a big cat, any cat, would grab its kitten. Uh-huh. But I think he had a. Uh, I think Ed was right. I think he had a stroke during that process. Didn't he? Really, never co- quite recovered from it, and no. probably made him very, very susceptible to joy of Corona there. So uh, a big, uh, a big. Uh, I hate like we use the word shout out, but just. Uh, their thoughts are with the families of both Little Richard and uh, Roy Horn. Uh, I don't. I don't believe uh, even Siegfried is performing out there in Vegas. Um, no, no. They. I think they performed once since the accident. I think some special. Uh, how do you call it? I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong. I, I remember reading that somewhere once. Well, you know, it's 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 still a shame. You know, you see these people. Really scary is what Ed said about uh, about uh, the whole thing with now we got one more celebrity to go. This would be a good time to just break that trend, to tell you the truth. Or make the celebrity Donald Trump. Ooh, ooh, but I agree. <laughs> one go of a heart attack. It doesn't have to be anything. You know... Yeah, you're right. As far as I don't want to see as much as I cannot stand Donald Trump, I do do not want to see this president or any other American president go by some nefarious means. You know, if he's going to go, you know, let it be nature. Let it be the big C for all I care. But I, I don't want to see I don't want to see our uh, our republic. Uh, compromised by that by somebody being able to kill our president. Remember, no president has had it tougher than him, as he said while oh, sitting oh, at the no. as he said while sitting at the base of the Lincoln Memorial. The president who got shot in the head. Have you ever seen that that uh, gif uh, comes up on tweets every now and then with him and Melania in front of the uh, Lincoln Memorial and. Very subtly, you see Lincoln kind of rotate his wrists and give him the old 
double bird? No, I haven't. No, I have not. But I get kind of comical. I've seen it a few times. So now we've got coronavirus. Got all these other things to worry about, including the killer or the murder hornet. Murder hornets. Uh huh. Now we uh, and we mentioned it. And dead celebrities, too, yes. Uh, now, we mentioned it here during the week about the um, about the uh, insect, the praying mantis, that uh, literally the the uh, murder hornet is its prey. And well, pretty, pretty, pretty graphic, uh, pretty graphic scene. Let's tap the brakes for a second, Mr. Shannon. What? I agree with you that it was pretty awesome what the praying mantis did to the murder hornet. Uh-huh. However, remember, that was not in the wild. That was in a box in a controlled, uh, I don't know controlled that. Controlled situation, yeah. Right. I'd like to think in the wild that the murder, remember, in the wild, the murder hornet will be flying. Praying mantis, uh-huh. not so much. You know, if I've got an air force and you've got a cavalry on horseback, eh, well, it depends how good them horses can shoot. It was more of a running thing I was thinking of, but okay. Okay, shooting. Shooting is... Uh, all righty then. Okay. Looks, but what, uh, they're, what, what they're saying in a story via MSN is that uh, apparently the only things that have to worry about uh, the murder hornet are uh, bees themselves here. They're not exactly... Uh, uh, humans aren't exactly their favorite uh, uh, meal, if you, if you will, there. But remember when we had these Africanized honeybees about... Uh, oh, good Lord. About 20 years ago they were talking about those. Well, they're, they're here, aren't they? Well, they are, but, you know, maybe once every... Maybe once every five years you hear a story about a swarm of them attacking somebody. Um, but they're basically saying, "Listen, don't don't worry about these uh, about these um, hornets, if you will." Uh, but then again, that's kind of what Donald Trump said about coronavirus when it all first uh, came upon us. So I don't know. You, you tell me. Well. Oh. Um- I'm I'm looking up the killer bees now, and I'm sorry every time I I I hear or use that phrase, all I can think of is John Belushi in a bee outfit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, can have you just have you get have you Googled killer bees? I have. Okay, let me guess. What is the first thing it? That came up on the Google shirt. Well, hold on. Google search. Hold on a second. I I Googled African killer bees, but I will do just killer bees now. Oh, there you go. It's the Simpsons. Oh, was it the Simpsons? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it was going to be the. uh, uh, It was going to be uh, B. Brian Blair and Jumpin' Jim Brunzel. From professional wrestling from the WWE, the Killer Bees. What? What? Tell me if you tell me if you don't see at least someplace in that search result about uh, 
the wrestlers, the killer bees. I use grown-up Google. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I I put in killer bees. I got three video stories, one regarding the Simpsons and how they predicted the future. And then the very first listing is about the Africanized bee from Wikipedia. And nowhere, okay. on, nowhere on this page, I see murder hornets, Africanized honeybees, even search results related to killer bees. Huh? I see kill, killer bee movies, what happened to killer bees, psychology of killer bees. I'll even go to page two for you. And, uh, oh, there they are. You, you got to go to page gotta two. Got to go to page two, huh? To the images. And lo and behold, there they are. Two fine, handsome-looking young men. Ooh, there's a picture of them not looking so good. <laughs> Ooh, I guess a couple of years of that good holiday in food. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what a, it is. It's a bigger gut than I got, and that's saying something. But uh, no, no, the original Killer Bees were, again, uh, John Belushi and the gang on, on Saturday Night Live. They, uh, well, that stands pretty good for itself, too. The funniest thing was watching Belushi sing in this bee outfit. And they were all wearing uh, the antenna. They strainers. All, well, they were on... They had strainer. They had the strainers over their eyes. Uh, well, but Little strainers. The, no, actually, they didn't. But the antenna... What? Let me finish. The antenna were on springs. And... But Belushi would get his head going in just the way that the antenna would spin around. And he just had to get a little... I don't recall them wearing any kind of uh, kitchen appliance over their eyes. But, because I'm that kind of guy, and I've got it all open, let's let's see what it says. Let's see. Let's go to... And, uh, nope, 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 no pictures. There's Elliot Gould. There's uh nope, 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 no. Oh good lord. Well, nope, no, no kitchen appliances oh. over the eyes. Sorry. Oh lord. Okay. All right. Well I was obviously remembering something that happens. It does you know, you see the uh the substances I used to take when I was in my teen years starting to catch up with me, obviously. Your memory has been chemically altered. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, but that, you're absolutely right. Well, we all wanted yes. to be amateur uh, scientists and, and lab assistants back in Rolando, the it's all your fault. That's all I can say. Oh, oh now we're pointing, <laughs> we're pointing fingers and we're naming names. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Hey, tell the kids that, and kittens how they can reach us. Oh, let's see. How can you reach us here? Uh, oh. Hey, man. I think if you call that number, 754-800-CHAT, that spells out to be 754-800-2428. I think you can get a hold of those guys, but don't quote me on that now. Perhaps you'd like to put it to the operator first? <laughs> what? The operator. What and what in the good gravy name was that? What in the what? <laughs> Something I come up with. 
Man. One of my alter egos. One of my alter egos, not eagles. Man, oh, your alter yeah. eagles? Yeah, exactly. My altered eagles. Your altered ego. Oh, I, I get it now. Uh, I get it now. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm confused. <laughs> oh. What say you, Gerald? Oh, God. Gerald. Gerald's, Gerald is in his booth. Let's, uh... Yes, sir. You've got his attention. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think about all this? I'm not at liberty to say. Well, damn it, why the hell do you think we got you here? I'm sorry. Your ass, you're sorry. All right, go back. And that is incorrect. Oh, yeah, yeah. The hell else do we got? Holy shit. The hell else do we got going here? I was punching away at uh, punching away last night at uh, pocket to no end here, and actually found some stuff, a lot of stuff about Uber. I got a piece of audio I'd like to play. Got a piece of audio. A piece of okay. audio. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's hear it. This is regarding food apps and you know Uber Eats and the like, and and what. What it costs restaurants. A lot of people don't didn't realize. Let, let me play the piece. It's from MSNBC. Ellie Vitale with the story. Craig, yeah, you're probably like me. You've been ordering from local restaurants, trying to keep them in business during this hard time. But what you probably didn't realize is that those businesses don't get all of the profits from your order. Instead, delivery app companies can take as much as 30%. But you're right, here in D.C. they're trying to change that. They're one of several big cities across the country taking a step to cap the percentage of how much these food delivery companies can take from the businesses that they're working with. D.C. yesterday unanimously passed a 15% cap for businesses like the one that I'm in front of today. That's huge, especially when they're already operating on the margins. Listen to what the owner told me. We crunched the numbers and we can run it purely to pay the staff and purely to buy the food and the packaging to send food out. There's no profits going to the restaurant. There's not enough to pay rent or bills. Um, it's basically just barely to keep the staff going. So, Craig, they're going to stay in business for as long as they can. But what Jennifer was saying to me is that even the 15 percent cap, giving them just a few percentage points back, makes a huge difference. Now, the food delivery companies are not pleased about this. They say it disrupts the way that they're able to operate and money that they need to operate. But at the same time, D.C. is one of several cities that's considering this. Seattle, San Francisco, also cities that have considered this. But really, for the D.C. Council here, a unanimous decision to cap these things. And restaurants that we've talked to, not just Sprig and Sprout, say this is a positive development in keeping them afloat as this coronavirus pandemic continues on. Go ahead. Meanwhile, in the great city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, they seem to got it uh, got the right idea there. Get your ca- get your food delivered in a cab. Doesn't cost the uh, doesn't cost the restaurant a plug nickel. Nope, not a thing. Uh, the customers fee- paying the same. The customers paying the same. Exactly. Yeah, the customer's paying about the same amount of money to have their food delivered as they have it done by Uber or 
Grubhub or Spit in Your Food Hub or uh, any of the other ones. And the driver is actually making a fair amount of money because you know what will happen. If they cap that uh, fee like they're talking about in uh, D.C., they're 15%. Well, you know damn well that Uber's not going to take any kind of uh, uh, cut out of, I mean, any kind of uh, shaving from that. That's just going to be passed on to the driver. Right. Now it's, right. now instead of getting $5 uh, to deliver that food, you, you might get 3 bucks for that. We will, we'll feel benevolent. benevolent. You might get $3. What most people don't realize is that Uber Eats especially, and we'll, we'll just focus on them for now because they started this whole schlamagy. And, uh, but they charge restaurants uh, 30 to 40%. Yeah, it's just outrageous. And and no restaurant, a lot of them have quit using these apps anyway because they're losing money on them. They're losing money, especially as a lot of their business was going to delivery. Now, like you heard the young lady say, uh, her restaurant, she she's just barely making enough to pay the staff and uh, and buy the, buy the materials. Uh, Uber has never, you know, of course Uber's upset. They don't like it when somebody goes into their pocket. And like John just mentioned, in Toronto, uh, the Beck Taxi is doing it. Uh, anybody that wants to know how they're doing it, contact Christine Hubbard. You can find her on Twitter, at Christine Hubbard, or go to at Beck, Beck Taxi. Look them up on the interweb, on the grown-up Google. Give them a call. <laughs> Tell them John oh, and... You still... Hmm? You still have the uh, the interview that uh, Christine did. I I do. Yeah, just go to go to radiotfi.com and look for the little uh, on the piece front of audio there yep. on the front page. Yep, just scroll down. It's there. Uh, and, uh, Christine talks all about it. Uh, she's interviewed by a very nice uh, radio host. And But there are many, many options to not... Look, if I'm going to pay six bucks anyway to get my food delivered me personally i just as soon give it to a cab driver and then the restaurant just charges what they charge for the food you know uh and everybody goes home happy everybody goes none home of this, happy. none of this is cheap now i do have a an unlimited deal with um uh bite squad here in um cities and i'm not quite sure one of these days i'll have to make arrangements to get them uh, on the on the horn here and see how it is they operate with their restaurants but um they i restaurant i was looking for uh wasn't open so i decided to expand my horizons a little bit so i looked at grubhub and i did look at uber eats and i was looking Seven to ten dollars for delivery charges on any of these. Yeah, on these apps, and the worst part about it is that the customer is paying that seven to ten dollars plus uh, the um, service, whatever it may be, Uber Eats or Grubhub or whatever. You know, making another twenty to thirty percent off of that, and the driver, that guy that. Picking it up and bringing it to your house, if if you don't uh, don't you know you're never obligated to, to 
give a tip, but you know, if you if you did give you know a couple bucks along with maybe the three bucks uh, or so that the uh, uh, that the driver will get from the uh, from the provider from the uh, uh, app provider, I guess if you will. Uh, yeah, the driver might make five bucks for all that. That'll be enough to to put a quarter or put a uh, couple gallons of gas in his car. And- right. And keep in mind, kids and kittens, if the restaurant's only a block or two from home, you could always go pick it up yourself. Yeah. Hey, work up an appetite. Take a walk. Take a stroll down to take that. A, uh, take a walk over there. I mean, I'll admit it. There's a great pizza joint uh, about a block and a half, two blocks maybe. From where I live, they have fantastic pizza. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. And I haven't done it in a long time. But, you know, the weather was crappy and all that. And they go through Grubhub. They go through Grubhub. So I I would use it for that. Because I can't, even if I called them, which I did, I said, oh, can I just order directly from you guys? No, we do the Grubhub thing. Okay. So... But, yeah, you know, okay, that's that's all fine and well. I mean, again, I could have ordered the pizza and walked and picked it up, but I'll be quite honest with you. My days of carrying a hot pizza along behind me, I've done that, and <laughs> I don't like walking with a hot pizza. Bring a towel with you. Uh-uh. Bring a towel. Do- Good Lord, man. Use a little, a little bit of that gray matter that you have left. Grab a towel, bring it with you. I got, I got to hang on to that for other things, man. Oh, anyways, by the way, is there such a thing as a bad pizza in New York? Uh, well, I'm one of those people. When it comes to a pizza, okay, it's cheese, sauce, and dough. Now. You want to put extra cheese on it? Fine. I'm good with that. Sausage? Great. Pepperoni? Eh, I'm not a big pepperoni fan, but I'll I'll have the the pepperoni. Bacon, I think is a little... uh, That's a little bit of a stretch. You're starting to look outside. Meatballs is interesting. It's just Mm -hmm. chopped beef. But but anything outside the realm of your quote-unquote traditional toppings... I'm not a fan. Don't even, I don't even use the word pineapple around me. I like pineapple, but it's not my first choice. Not for a topping. Pineapple's fine, but not on a pizza. Just like mayonnaise doesn't belong on a hot dog. No, I agree with you there, too. And ketchup does not belong with eggs. Okay, so how about, well, yeah, I suppose. Nope, nope. Uh, But what about mushrooms, onions, green peppers? Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that's that's uh I love onions. Oh man. Uh, onions, mushrooms, yeah, that's fine. Usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll get half a pizza with toppings and the other half plain. Just cheese. Really? Yeah, yeah, to mix it up a little bit and I am getting to the point where the whole idea of the the five meat pizzas and... not much. No, not much. I I would rather to tell you the truth Give me a veggie pizza. Give me pizza with onions, green peppers, olives, uh, all those nice things that stick out and just you know, give a good crunch when you bite into them. I can live with that. 
and sprinkle a little bit of sausage or beef or whatever on there just just as a garnishment i'll tell you what i had a couple of weeks ago i ordered papa john's and i ordered what i thought was cheese sticks or they well it turned out i ordered the 10 inch ones and i'm thinking they're 10 inches long no it was like a little 10 inch pizza pie cut into strips really it was cheese and, and dough and sauce. It was a mini Sounds pizza. Good. It was very Sounds good. good. It was very good. I, I, I slept for days after that. Uh, the pizza was very good. Uh, but I I was I hadn't ordered from them in years. Uh, and they hadn't didn't have this what I I ordered from them because I was in the mood for Pizza Hut with the stuffed chest. Stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust, yeah. But I don't have, it turns out I don't have anybody available, uh, nearby. And my regular joint was still closed. They closed for about three weeks uh, for COVID. COVID celebrations, as we all do. Or as yeah. we all have. Well, having um, COVID parties. By the way, Uber reported uh, $2.9 billion in quarterly losses. Yeah. Uh, in the first quarter, how are their stock prices still going up? They're also uh, let's see, they're getting rid of. They've announced thirty-seven hundred full-time employees are being laid off, uh, about fourteen percent of its workforce, and they've also bought uh, from Lime. Let me see if I have that here. That was a whole separate story, but we're doing them together now. Uh, Lime announced a $170 million funding round by Uber. Uh, Alphabet, which is Google, uh, was involved in that. Lime will acquire Uber's bike and scooter business, Jump. Uh, the deal would value Lime at $510 million, a 79% drop from its previous valuation. Uh, they're also going to lay off... Uh, what does it say here? Oh, about a thousand, about a thousand workers. I I lost my, I lost track here. Oh, there it is, four hundred plus, four hundred plus workers. Uh, so yeah, there. Uber is is throwing money at a, at an industry that's on its way out, the the stand up scooter industry, because they're just so dangerous. Yes, they are. I mean, don't get me wrong; they look really cool to ride. I've never ridden one. We had them down in Lauderdale. They're banned from the beach area now in Lauderdale. Have been for since last year. Uh, but people get stupid on them. You got two, three people on these little things, and uh, uh, let's see. Do 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 do. Yeah. So they're throwing money, throwing good money to bad. Uh, let's see. So getting back to Uber and and their money losses, uh, they reported three point five four billion in revenue. Uh, gross bookings in its ride hailing business fell three percent, while bookings in its Uber Eats division were up more than fifty four percent, thanks you know to to the pandemic. But again, that's going to start dropping because restaurants are catching on. A restaurants can't survive much longer paying thirty forty percent. It's like, why bother showing up? That's, you know. Uh, it's cheaper for them, Ed. Quite frankly, it's cheaper for them 
go out if they've got a if they've got a pot scrubber or something like that or a dish I realize there's probably not a lot of dishes to be washed there but you got the guy that still keeps the pots and pans clean and all that kind of stuff and sweeps up the floor and all that um, it's cheaper to throw him in his car and have him go deliver the damn food to the customers than it is yeah. to go out and yeah yep yep there are ways look long before uber and lyft uh restaurants did their own deliveries now now the idea of a central delivery system is not is not entirely a bad idea but what but what you have now and you know the forums i read and i've i've read and spoken to a lot of people that do the Uber Eats is you get to a restaurant and the food, some restaurants won't begin preparing the, the food until the driver arrives. McDonald's will not. You have to be there before they start putting the order together. So now if this is a particularly busy McDonald's. You may be there 10, 15 minutes waiting and then you have to do the delivery. Now, uh, me personally, I don't see it from the money they get paid. Then, depending on where you live, if you if you're in the burbs, it, it doesn't matter. You can park, pull them to a driveway, run in, drop the food at the door. But if you're in a city, you're in Manhattan. Good luck finding parking. You have to quadruple park. Well, it's not so bad, but still, you got to leave your car there. And if you're at a high-rise building, you you know, and people are not. People are not always good Uber customers. Uh, they believe that they are they are a very very entitled bunch. Whether it's Uber Ride Hail or Uber Eats, they yeah, know exactly. they know they live on the twenty seventh floor, and the driver will call them and say, "Hey, I'm two blocks away." To me, that's the signal. Get in the Get elevator. Your ass downstairs. Yeah. No, they'll sit upstairs. And make the driver come upstairs. You know, and and that's where problems begin. And that's why you have drivers that will just eat the food themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I saw, let me see, where the hell was it? Oh, yeah, I went to a restaurant to picked up. I've been wanting to try this place, a little cafe here just outside of downtown Minneapolis. I've been wanting to try. So I figured out what the hell. Had a couple minutes. So I uh, I ordered from them and did curbside. I watched this Uber driver come in. And he must have sat there. Let me, let me put it this way. I, I was across the street from the restaurant when I ordered. I waited a couple, three minutes. And then I pulled over into the, uh, into the parking area where they've designated for food pickup. Uber driver got there just after I did, and I waited about 15 minutes for my food to come out. He was still there when I was uh, still there waiting for his food pickup to go. So it, it just proves what you said about the whole thing is they don't start prepping the the food until the driver actually gets there. You're absolutely right. Right, because they learned the hard way that, especially when Uber Eats first started and they were very busy, Drivers, you know, they they prepare a meal, and driver may not show up till tw- the thing may sit there twenty minutes. 
Then they blame it on the restaurant. Then they blame it on the restaurant. Exactly. And, you know, look, food delivery is a very tricky, uh, tricky, tricky business because people want their food hot. Now, granted, there's some great delivery containers out there that keep your food at, at a decent temperature and, you know, uh, plenty of times I've I've uh, ordered food to go and or had it delivered and you open up you take off that 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 top with the silver on the bottom facing down and boom that steam comes up off your veal parmesan and you know and your pasta uh, you're not coming across. I said you're making me hungry already. I, oh, that was my goal. That was my goal. Um. Before we move on any further, we've got uh, we've got a report from our. I thought we had a report. We had a report. <laughs> thought. Stay I, with us. Uh, stay with us. One moment, please. One moment, please. We had reports from uh, from our guy Brent, and. Uh, we do have it. Just bear with us one moment, and we're going to get out there. You know our uh, our uh, oh good gravy! I am making a mess of things. John, talk. Do something. Oh wait a minute. Let's just drag this out. Do 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 do. I got Brent. Do. I found him. He's our good. Uh, He's our opposing opinion correspondent. Before you even watch this video, you got to share the hell out of it before Zuckerberg and all the other lamestream media have it taken down. What on flat earth do you sheep will not get? Having your video taken down means it's the truth. That's the only reason they remove videos. This is just like the Wikipedia summary of 1984 said it would be. The truth about this scamdemic is so important, so pertinent to public health, that I'm not going to reveal it till my book comes out. Don't be surprised when the truth finally comes out if I commit suicide or shoot myself in the back of the head or fall out a window. I'm avoiding all windows especially Microsoft ones, because Bill Gates is trying to poison us. You would think he would hide all his vaccine chemicals in our food, like trying to trick a dog into taking a pill, but that would be too easy. Plus, they already tried that. Why do you think new Coke failed? They could taste the chemicals. All I'm saying is if this new vaccine doesn't catch on, you might want to watch your ranch dressing in six to nine months and see if it doesn't taste any different. They're trying to pump us with chemicals. And don't even bother sharing your little peer-reviewed articles in the comments. I don't care about your degrees and your research and how many years you've been at your job. I went to the University of YouTube and I graduated MAGA Yell Loudly. All you have to do to find the truth is just open your eyes and form an opinion and create some research based on that opinion and then do no other research. It's that simple. Wake up, sheeple. The truth shall set you free, but my my book costs $19.95. Don't even bother reading it if you're too scared to have your third eye opened. And again, our opposing Wait. opinion cor- correspondent, Brent. That Brent or Ken Coons? That's that's Brent. And uh, okay. I, actually, we got a double header from Brent today. Uh, we, 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 he actually filed two reports. And this one, this one is a little bit more in the 
not not a straight report, but more of a what if kind of scenario. As always, we we do value opposing opinions, even if they make no sense. We're outside the governor's mansion, and I'm about to tell him what I think. I don't give a damn if the walking dead are out here. My wife needs to get her hair done. How come all these doctors and nurses can go to work, but I can't? The world needs edible arrangements now more than ever. One of the other protesters bit me on the neck real good, but I'm still going to spring break. It's what the founding fathers would have wanted. You go ahead and wear your little protective armor, but I'm not. The media's just blowing this sickness that killed the rest of my family way out of proportion. It's a proven fact on YouTube that this whole thing got started in a lab in Resident Evil on top of a cell phone tower. They ate our pastor last week, but I'm still going to church. Look at this guy over here all moaning with his body decaying. Nice job, crisis actor. So what if you get bit? Just drink some bleach. Telling me to stay in the house is just tyranny. It's my right to become a zombie if I want to. More people die from vampires than this. By the way, that was Brent. If coronavirus was zombies, I should have mentioned that at the top. So anyway, there's our opposing opinion correspondent. We uh, won't let anybody express a view here. Now, won't we, John? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if we got a couple minutes, I want to... We got 15 of them. I, well, I got to come clean on something here. And I don't know if you remember when all this started, and I think I, I mentioned, you know, that they were talking here in Minnesota about about the shutdown, and I was, I was worried sick about it. Uh-huh. And I, and I think you were telling me, you were trying to talk sense into me now. Uh, and say it, it, follow it, blah blah blah. Uh, it's uh, it's for your own good and and all this and and I was worried. I was worried to death about uh, whether or not we were going to have a shutdown. Then we found out that uh, we found out. Well, you know, I supposedly I'm a I'm essential. Somebody somebody in this world thinks I'm essential. So it's not me. Just I figured as much. I just, just to be I, I was aware of it. Just to be clear. <laughs> so, yeah. So when I'm sitting, when I tell people that I can tell you from the other end, look, getting out here on a daily basis, doing what I do. Now, compared to the doctors and the nurses and the people that are actually working in the hospitals, my risk factor is a hell of a lot less than those people that are indeed working the front line. So I don't want to hear, you know, I don't want to hear a bunch of boo-hoo about this. But one of you people want to come out and do what, I, what I'm doing for a week or two, I'll leash you my cab. Go out there. You want to work? You, want to, you don't have a job? I, I, I'd be happy to stay home for week or two or whatever. Like I said before when we were talking, when we got these multi-gazillionaires that are saying, stay home, stay home. Hey, bro, pop me 50, 50K. I'll uh, I'll gladly stay at home. I'll stay home for the rest of the year here if you want to pop me 50K. Absolutely, no problem. Uh, I'm not lying, Ed. I'm, I'm becoming a little worried about this, about this new thing coming up with with now actually hauling uh, known 
people that are are have been exposed to the uh, coronavirus. It's it's actually kind of given me a couple of sleepless nights and what have you. I, I'm a little worried about it. Uh, you know, like we talked on Thursday, I'm going to do what I'm going to do the best I can to, you know, to keep my car clean and to, you know, I do a pretty good job keeping my car clean to begin with. But, you know, we're going to extreme measures here now. When well, it comes well there, to, there's clean and there's sanitized. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I just... Uh, I'm a little, I'm more worried, if you want to know the truth, I'm more worried about the process of going in there and cleaning the van than I am getting directly infected by somebody. Because I do, you know, I'll have my mask on, I'll have my gloves on, I will have, uh, uh, I have that shield that's behind me. But when I have to, after I drop that person off and, uh, Heaven forbid if I have to do something like assist with a walker or a foldable wheelchair or something to that effect. But, um, no, gloves. I tell you. Gloves. 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 Masks. Goggles. No, you know it. But, uh, and like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm feeling sorry for myself because what the people on the inside of that hospital or doctor's office is going to be a lot worse than what I'm going to have to deal with. If I may, John, uh, it's actually good that you're concerned and you're nervous because that'll hopefully keep you a little bit more alert to what's going on. And, uh, you know, look, all kidding aside, I don't want to see you get sick because then I got to do the show by myself. And we all know that's not going to happen. It's not that doesn't happen. work. The show, this show will fold in 35 seconds. If something oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a two-man show. Well, it's me and you. I don't know if it, you know, it's a one man and, and a cab driver. But, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> now, now I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Now I got your blood gotcha. up and going. <laughs> yes. I got gotcha. you. Yes, I've turned into one of those people. Oh, he's a cab driver. <laughs> yeah, who gives that? Well, that's, that's going to be the mentality. I know. Now, I'm going to be given one of these badges saying, you know, what makes me official. I'm one of the, I'm now, I'm I'm on the A-team now. I probably still won't get a free cup of coffee for no. the holidays. So. Badges? <laughs> we don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, again, Pretty much. it's good that you're concerned. That's That'll keep you a little bit more alert and, uh, excuse me, one more. Uh, and I got to tell you, I am more concerned about this than I am when I was used to drive nights and used to drive through the cut, as, as you say. <coughs> Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button soon enough there. So, yeah, I... But, you know, hey, I'm out there. I'm out working. Oh, buddy. You know. So, you want to get out? If you want to get out there, and you oh, you're free now. Come out here and help the rest of us that are trying to actually make this a make this a little bit better for everybody. Well, that's that's true. It's you know, look, a lot of us have always been of the opinion, you know, and, and it holds true for any industry really. Why don't you come out and try it? 
It doesn't matter what it is. No job is ever as easy as you think it is. Simply because you only see one specific part of what's involved in that job. I used to try to explain to customers. Oh, well, this, uh, this looks like a great job. You just sit down all day. You're driving around. You're talking to people. I said, yes, there, that is a part of it, without question. What you don't see is what goes on behind the scenes, dealing with the company and the dispatchers and your mechanics, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and, a lot, and other drivers. And, and there's a lot of frustration that gets built up and a lot of aggravation that, that, that uh, rears its ugly head in this here business of ours, our industry. And the and, one part you mentioned... What makes you think talking to people is such a joy? I happen to like it. I know it's not a. <laughs> I, I know it's not a big thing for everybody, but, uh, but just the same, you know. And, and the second, same can be said about anything. Oh boy, look at that! That guy works in a bakery. He gets to smell all those great smells all day long, and blah blah. Yeah, he's also on his feet for, for ten hours. He shows up for work at three in the morning to make the donuts uh, and all that, to start the baking, so that you have fresh bread at 6 a.m. with your coffee. So there's, you know, look, no job is as simple. And by the way, he's not just opening packages of bread. He's making the bread. He's kneading dough. Have you ever kneaded dough? Well, I always need dough. But that's a con- completely different thing. We're talking about K-N-E-A-D-ing dough, real dough. And, you know, it's an art form, and it's also physical labor. Those 40 bags of, 40-pound bags of flour, you lift, uh, <laughs> lift a few of those. Yeah. You'll be thinking real, oh, this may mm. not be the, uh, yes, and trust me, anything, any situation like that, you stop smelling that stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. That Absolutely. Brings, that brings me to a story. That has nothing to do with anything. So you know what that calls for. Emergency bat. So way back in the day, I was working for New York Telephone. And we needed access into a particular factory. It was the Entenmann's factory. If you're not familiar with Entenmann's, they make baked goods. Cookies. and uh, all. I, have, I just ate some of their product at the top of this hour. I love their pound cake. Uh, so anyway, and it's about 35, 40 years ago. So we have to go into the factory. We have to walk through where the production line is. And now from outside the place, this is in the Bronx. You, you can smell the Entenmann's factory for blocks away. I mean, just that fresh cookie smell. It's all over the neighborhood. It's fantastic. But now we got to go inside. And of course, it's just it just smells wonderful. And the person that, that was guiding us, taking us to where we needed to go. And the place was spotless. The floor and yeah, the production line, uh, chocolate chip. They were making chocolate chip cookies right then and there. So as they're taking us to where we need to go, we need to go down to the basement to, to get to the box and the junction boxes and all that. He said, they say to us, it was me and my partner, Steve. Would you like a cookie? What? Yeah, just grab one off the line. You couldn't possibly get a fresher baked cookie than this. We took it right off the line, right off the conveyor belt. 
come and buy. They smelled great. They tasted, oh my, still hot. Literally hot. It, it just finished baking. And uh, the best cookie I've ever had in my life. Now, you know what the point of that story was? Do tell. It killed a solid two minutes. <laughs> well, here's something to kill another solid minute. In all the things that we've got to deal with now with uh, the coronavirus, uh, Chinese researchers are discovering that they're finding coronavirus in semen. You mean the schmutz? Yeah, in the schmutz, (laughs) yes. I hate to tell you, son, you've been exposed. (laughs) Oops. Well, you've been exposed in more ways than you care to wonder about. 20 bucks is 20 bucks, you know. I'm not gay. Of course, I couldn't get the. I'm not gay, but my boyfriend is. You know, that sucks, though, because, you know, I got that out of pot. I got that from the Wall Street Journal, and they have found a way to bypass bypass Pocket. One of the nice things about Pocket is, is that you don't have to come up with all, you don't have to weed past all the ads and stuff like that to actually read a story. Eh, You know, that's. uh, pretty cool feature well they found uh apparently the wall street journal has found a way around that so mm-hmm. i couldn't get to the full i couldn't get to the full story i hear on this oh so well when you say something like that it, it just puts me in the mind of rectum hell it damn near killed him but exactly <laughs> exactly i just get oh some... you know we didn't uh we were going to talk a lot about Uber and this Uber and Lyft in this last. Uh, Man, we didn't get hour. as much done. We didn't get as much done as uh, we wanted to. Apparently, uh, according to uh, according to the state of California, uh, Uber and Lyft owe California four hundred and thirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Printer is printer ink is expensive. Granny Annie needs the majority of it to print up a recipe. So. I was just showing John the pages and pages and pages of Uber and that related stuff that I had. So I don't. I come prepared for the show, kids and kittens. Well, you know what? I am just what a medal or a chest to pin it on. I I, I'd like to reevaluate the uh, the semen story, the schmutz story. Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, Uber and Lyft owe California four hundred and thirteen million dollars. In unemployment insurance taxes. Yeah, good luck. Good luck finding. Good luck finding that. Good luck getting that. So, last but not least, I got about a minute here. You don't have that uh, much time. Old Mitch the bitch McConnell, with uh, his little smirk. Of course, the picture he has. We're gonna fill it. These people can't wait until Nancy Pelosi finally meets her maker. And they're going to get ready for it. We'll cover, we'll talk a little bit more about that during the week here coming up. So, time to say goodbye for this foray into big time professional wrestling, or big time professional radio, not wrestling. (laughs) From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon, and I got the money. See ya!